Yo, yo, I go by the name of the almighty Soul Blaze, and y'all tuning in to Crush A Lot Podcast, word, uh, welcome to the Crush A Lot Show, where we celebrate and educate our hip-hop, all about flow, but on the culture and the things that we know, war raps, throw beats on the forefront, that's bound to just blow, your mind into the breeze, one-on-one, send into cheese, the hip-hop scholar dropping knowledge like it's degrees, voice heard across seas when they building on facts, Wise words from Sir Love, they bring it on back Everything is on wax for the hip-hop leaders Crush a lot, the first lady introducing Kalina Break down your favorite bangers, only dope permitted Represent the five boroughs where the dope is living Only the real we give it, everything else is irrelevant Crush a lot with hip-hop, live like a settlement Take it like an ailment, it's food for the soul Crush a lot, you're tuning in, now you're all in the zone World Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese. As always, the bodyguard, Kalina, all the way from Miami, is here with me. Kalina, how are you? Thank you. Uh, it's good to have I you. Don't have anything, I don't have anything smart to say to you today. No, I didn't. Usually I have a comment for you, but I didn't, I didn't have one today, so you didn't give one a response. So I am good for today, but that means I owe you one on the next, on the next episode. You're going to get two sarcastic intros. Um, but this is not about us, right? We've worked really hard to get to a point where we could uh, talk to some of our favorite artists in the game. And we're, we're getting there. We have a lot of people uh, from 2018 that jumped on and 2019 is coming in roaring um, episode right before this Razzcast on the show. And we got some stuff coming up with Smith & Wesson and DJ Evil D coming up. So we're very excited. But... I'm a Brooklyn guy, so I'm more than ecstatic for our guests. We have Master Ace and Marco Polo in the house. Gentlemen, how are you? What's up, I'm brother? Good. I'm it's, good. I'm good. It's good to have you guys. I know this this format is weird. For people who, <laughs> who know the show, you know we do this through, through our little uh, house app, and we see each other, and it's weird because we're all in different spots in the world. Um, but it's good to have you guys on. Let's go right into it. The project has been out for a few months now, A Brooklyn Story. One of my favorite albums of the year, definitely in my top five rotation. A lot of people have some of the new cats in the in the game, but then we have the veterans like Master Ace and Marco Polo dropping this, this very intimate and pretty much the way I see it, a love story to hip-hop in Brooklyn right at the end of the year that really shook the core of of hip hop and really made people take notice that the OGs they got something to say. How did the idea of this project come to be? How was the process? Who connected with who? How did this happen? Me and Marco um, been knowing each other for a while now. We we met some years ago. Um since that time, you know, built a friendship. Um he actually came on the road and did some DJing for me in a few different spots. And um, so we just got, you know, that, that it's been a years of building that. But of course, collaborating with him on his Port Authority album, that was what kind of set the tone for um, our creative chemistry. And fans really wanted to hear more from us together ever since Nostalgia came out. And, uh, you know... I feel like we talked about 
possibly doing a project a couple times in the last say three two three years um and we just kind of had to wait until both of us were uh free and had the time to do it and if it finally it finally came to be last year and we got it done in general how much time did it take you guys to really like you know get everything together to be able to put it out how much time in general did it take Mm, i feel like the process of picking the beats probably took the most time as I had to go in a certain zone and make a certain type of beat. And once we kind of had the blueprint or at least a nice folder where there was like 15 or 16, then we started recording. And from that point, I want to say it took about a year tops, something like that. Yeah. In in the process of uh, where me and Kalina are definitely interested in, in the process of it. Cause so far everybody, creates differently and gets in a different zone some people do things at night some people think during the day some people give just give beats some people create beats from scratch um and, and thinking about putting this album together how was that process in, in creating did you have the beats on the side did you start from scratch did you modify some stuff that you had in the bag um uh, marco for for massa ace based on the thematics that you were going for in this album um everything minus I would say two joints that he had picked from literally 10 years ago that he had asked me to put aside. Everything was made for this record. Like I went to a certain zone because, you know, for the most part, I was known for some real kind of stab you in the face, aggressive boom bap. And I had to kind of get, I had to kind of switch it up a bit and get a little bit more melodic, emotional and, and make the type of beats that would inspire him to write the type of songs that, that he's known for. So I had to go to a certain chamber so besides those two beats, I would say everything was kind of made and catered for Ace for this record. So I want to say that I, I feel what you're saying. I think definitely had it, it was a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't as rough. I'm not saying that everything that you have is rough because I mm. enjoy the instrumentals that you do have. But at least for this record, it felt very. I don't know. I don't know if this is the right word, but it felt loving. It did to some degree. It felt like you just put a lot into it. No, nah, I take that. I take that as a compliment, and that's but that's the truth, you know. Because one of the things I like about Ace is that he's just not gonna rap on any beat. Like he, he'll even hear a beat that he thinks is dope, and he'll be like, "That's a dope beat. It's not for me, though." So he knows specifically what he's looking for. So it was a challenge, but I think those type of situations brings out the best in people when they're challenged to go to a certain area. So, and for me, I was excited as a producer because we like to show our versatility. I think after this album, people are going to see a whole new side of me as a producer. I'm not a one trick pony. So for me, I was, I was excited. What, what I really enjoyed about the album, it's in my heavy rotation. Of course, obviously leading up to this episode, I was had it way more in, in my rotation. Um, it's just the idea that there is a theme from beginning to end, which is not that common anymore. You may have some sound things and some things that might loop things together, but from beginning to the end, there's a story, there's cohesiveness, there's a story being told, not only within the song, but in the bigger structure, the beginning, middle, the end. Uh, Master Ace, when you're thinking about putting a project together like that, um, how do you even conceptualize that? How do you even paint that picture, not only by the chapters, by each song, but all together? Because I walked away like this is a love song. This is a love album about hip hop in Brooklyn. And I was totally in it. And it wasn't so explicit. You weren't saying it like that. But that's the vibe that I was getting. Well, I remember when we 
started working on songs for the album and Marco asked me, you know, is it going to be a theme? Is it going to be a theme? Because he knows that I like to do albums like that. And I didn't have an answer for him. I was like, yeah, it'd be cool. But, I, you know, I don't know where I don't know where it's going. Like, uh, let's 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 just get some songs done. And then once we get some songs done, I'll kind of try to figure out where we go with it. So we just kept recording. And um, during that time period, um, he had a uh, a little his father had a little bit of a health scare. And so he it kind of took him to a he had to actually fly back to Toronto during the recording process, took a few weeks off. And uh, he was going through it. And when that happened, it kind of put me in the mindset of, you know, losing my mom when I lost my mom in 05. And it, it put me in that mindset of wishing that I had something to remember her by with a voice on it and things like that. So that's what kind of made, made it all come, come into clear view to tell his story, to tell his story his migration from Toronto to to New York and to incorporate his family members into the album so that he could have a piece of of of, of history um, that will go on for years and years. He can listen to it when he's 60 years old. He can listen back and, and hear mom and dad, hear their voices, hear the friends, the people that that he uh, came up with. And so it was it, it was almost like it I was told that this is what the album needed to be about. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. Because um, I was going to ask Effie about the in-between skits, which I felt gave a lot of breath to the songs. How was it recording those things? Um, how was that process? Because skits, skits are hit or miss, right? They're like There's some wonderful skits, some hilarious skits. Who would have known Biggie's skit? about pickles and food would be so iconic. Um, but it is. It probably was a lot of fun to record. How, how do you... How do you? It's not it? fun. It's not fun for me. I hate my voice. I definitely am not into it. But, but I trust... I trust... Well, especially the voice that I had to do for these skits because I had to be, you know, extra. I'm already nerdy, but I had to be extra nerdy, nervous <laughs> intern, producer. You know what I'm saying? Like... So, but Ace is a master at writing skits and, you know, he kind of wrote the blueprint. And then when I started getting, you know, like my ex-girlfriend, my mom, they started tweaking it a little bit and it all fell into place. But um, if you're asking me if I enjoy recording my voice for skits, hell no. <laughs> but, you know, they, they came out cool. For sure. Kalina. I mean, you guys have both worked with so many people throughout both of your careers. On this particular album, you have a couple of my favorites. You guys have Styles, you have Smith and Wesson, you have the Young Boy, um, Farrell Monch at the end, Marlon Craft. Like you got, you got a lot of variety on here, and I want to know what made you even decide to do things with them. Did you personally know them, or do you like their work? Like, how did those even come about? Because they're great, they they work. But this particular album, they just work. How did you guys even decide that? Well, my thing with collab with with collabs is, I usually have the beat, I have my verse, and then we listen to it, and then I figure out, try to figure out who I think would sound dope on it, or who, who, who does this beat fit, right? And so that's kind of what we did. But then the second the second part of that process is, who do we have relationships that actually fits the song? And so, you know. Um, I threw a few names out. Marco threw a few names out. And then, you know, we, we went with the people that we had the best relationships with. 
um, and and those are the people that wound up being on the record. Marco did a lot of a lot to help those collaborations come together because I'm a type of person like I'm a little funny about asking people. Like I don't I don't want to get I don't want people to say no or act funny or <coughs> di- disappoint me. So I'm always like or take forever not give you yeah. a response. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm, that's the story of my life as a producer is waiting on rappers. So I feel him on that. But luckily, it it, it definitely worked out. We had some good solid relationships with people, and uh, like he said, they, you know. We don't think any of them were random. They all came from a place where there was a, a genuine connection. That, that's what's up. And Kalina's definitely like that, my says. Like, I ain't asking. Uh, Cheese, you do all the booking. I ain't asking. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I don't like to feel she's, like, uh, you know, I don't like to badger anybody or inconvenience anybody, but that's just like regular life. So I definitely have heard this before from other artists. They don't like to ask. They don't like to ask anybody to do a feature. They don't like to ask. It's just you know they just don't feel like doing it. It's not them. And I'm not more like, that, and I'm more like, I'll do it. Okay, I'll do it. Cause, that's cause rappers are funny. Rappers yeah. are definitely yeah, funny. They, the, they're very funny. actually the two people. You're right. The, the ones who do give me, we've been gracious, and most of the time people are, uh, jump on, and I'm very grateful that those people they don't have to mess with us. We're not. We don't pretend to be bigger than what we are. We, we're very humble. We just want to, we, we want to talk to people about hip hop, and we, we talk just to all talk sorts. Music, you know? Yeah, we, we just want to talk music. It's we just want to talk music. But yeah, people sometimes to make it not simple. Yeah, we actually have a great relationship with producers because producers tend to be in the background a little more based on the relationship they have with the, with MCs and how that's structured. So producers are like they jump on it real quick. They're like, yeah, yes. We'll yeah, they're more they're, they're more open to because they want to be heard. They're, people only know them for the music. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Master Ace, you've been around this game for a long time, and one of the things we talk a, a lot about on the show is, um, and pretty much the whole idea about the podcast is really celebrating the past MCs, past producers, um, and educating the new group into where this came from for they could succeed. Yes, we may have different opinions on sounds and and where some of the contemporary modern sounds are going with, but it's we could understand that it's your turn. We've been there. Everybody hip hop is rebel music. There's nothing that hasn't really changed. But there's a disconnect between different generations. At this point there's like three different generations of hip hop listeners and you were essentially at the, the beginning of it. How did how did how were you able to establish such a long career, but yet still stay relevant, still stay prominent in 2018, dropping one of the best albums of the year, and still going at it and pushing the bar? How does that happen for the people who, for the younger listeners who listen to the show? We want you to win. We don't want you to be here one summer, and then you're gone because the trend is over, and now you're over too because you follow that trend. How, what advice could you get? How did you get to this point? Well, I've I've just always prided myself in being a fan of the music and a fan of the culture. Um, I try to keep my ears open to different artists, different music, different sounds, different songs, different flows, and I just try to like be a student, and that's that's what I've always tried to do. And um, and then once I kind of figure out what people are doing and what's 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 happening out there then i try to basically take my interpretation of what's going on and put my own spin on it 
and and keep it within the confines of what I think is good music that feels right to me. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just continue to be a fan and listen to other MCs and pay attention to what dudes are doing. Even the wag dudes, I listen to everybody because you can learn from wag dudes as well as you can learn from a talented dude. Sure, Kalina. I mean, I'm gonna have to agree with you. I understand what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. There's just so many genres of music right now. So many things being done that we may not be used to or like. But as far as um, as far as other sounds and other things, you don't strike me as the type to knock anybody for what they do or their music or their sound. You seem pretty easy, easy going in that respect. I could I feel listen like to this album kind of kind of does that for me it kind of gives me that same type of you know type of mood i could listen to stuff and be like that's a cool song that ain't something i would do and <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't play that in my car but it's a cool song and then you know that attitude is i think kind of helped me to to find my to find my place in in all of this and you're right about the different generations um that's why the song with marlon craft was so important because it was a it was an honest conversation between um really two totally different generations and um it was such a weird song because we didn't know what it was i didn't know what it was going to be at first i just wrote my i wrote my first first verse and then i didn't know where the song was going to go and then marco said y'all got this kid young dude he's kind of dope he brought him to the table i had never heard of him he played me a few songs he's like oh he's ill and he laid down his verse and then once he laid his verse down because he played off of what I said in the first verse, then I knew exactly what the song was going to be, and then I wrote my third verse. I wrote my second verse. That, that's, yeah, definitely that's ended great. up being one of the more favorite uh, records. Really good. You guys did a great job together. And that's a, I think that's a good Thank way you. of using your legacy to really bridge the gap. I think a lot of people need to start doing kind of those things, and and we're hoping that people take the cue. Like, it's good. Instead of fighting each other, let's collaborate. There's so much to win um, and I think that's great um, Marco Polo in, in 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 the production side of things me and, me and Kalina love production we're a big fan of beat tapes and all that What what's the equipment you're using the software you're using how do you chop it up um, everybody seems to have a way of doing it some people are are vintage about their stuff and just aren't going to modify their style um, stick, stick with what I got me here what do you use or what did you also what did you start with <coughs> Started with this thing right here, MPC 2000 Excel. It's the same machine I've used my entire career. Uh, I have like four of them. That with a lot of records. And I've definitely embraced some newer technology as well in terms of plugins and libraries and how I achieve sounds. But I definitely am a fan of the analog sound. Um, so, yeah, man. If it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, it works for me. <laughs> for sure, I think producers are a creature of habit. On learning a new yeah, system. we're 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 a weird bunch. <laughs> um, saying that, what do you guys listen to right now? I know Marco Polo, you're always out there looking for new MCs. Who are some of the people on on your playlist that you that you're vibing to right now? Or not? Or not? Or not? Or you're taking a break? You're not listening to anything right now. You're not fucking with anything <clears throat> at all right now. <laughs> I mean, uh, <clears throat> for me, at nighttime, after like in the studio all day, I listen to a lot of music that's not hip hop just to kind of reset my palate. So 
I like a lot of chill stuff because my brain be moving real fast. So I like Stereo Lab, Zero Seven, a lot of electronic stuff and old soul music, low tempo stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm all over the place with it. Like my cat's making noise, so Ace is gonna answer his part now. Oh, no, cat. I, don't, I don't even hear you, cat. The cat's on the cat's on the podcast. It's all good. I say, hey, my I, ca- yo, my cat got a turntable today. It's lit. Oh, the, I think I saw that in the gram. Uh, like a scratchy uh, turntable. That's what's up. Shout out to the cat. Uh, Master Ace, uh, how do you clean that palette? How do you how do you uh, reset your brain? Get ready to get back in the booth. Yeah, um, I definitely go into the uh, more of a '80s kind of soul, '70s '80s soul. The songs that I used to hear when I was a kid, um, playing in the background while I was, you know, doing whatever I was doing as a kid, the stuff my mother was playing. I'll go back and listen to those records, you know, and um, it kind of just puts me in the zone. And uh, that's how that's how that's definitely how I cleanse my palate is with that with that music. That's what's up, Kalina. Are we gonna Are we gonna do the question? We're gonna do the question. We're gonna do the question. Okay, this is customary. You know Kalina, Kalina hates this, no. but I, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I gotta be. I gotta be true to the show. I like to have fun here on the Crush a Lot podcast. Everybody knows that. I definitely wanna. I take hip hop seriously, but if we're not having fun, I sometimes <laughs> I wonder why we're doing it. Um, so I have a question for both of you. We'll start with Marco Polo, and then we'll go into Master Ace. Um, gentlemen, She's covering her face. That's not a good sign. Yeah, because she knows what's coming. <laughs> she knows what's coming. Uh, what the uh, hell, man? So I have a, I have a very serious, <laughs> a very serious question that people want to know. Um, if you could take a beat from the pantheon of hip hop history, you could go outside of hip hop if you want. Um, but if you could think of a beat that you feel best describes your lovemaking talents. Oh. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> uh, we get He that dropped respect. the phone. He, he, he fainted. The, I think he fainted. Don't drop the cat. Don't drop the pussy cat, please. Um, <laughs> a lot of things happen. It's <laughs> um, a perfect question. You got pussy in your lap. <laughs> you see, that's, that's why we ask. Um, what's, what beat would you pick? We will be uh, making a playlist once we get a nice we have everybody almost everybody answered some way or another you don't have to answer and we're gonna make a playlist and put it out there for the people to know these are the <laughs> these are the beats that everyone on the show picked if you could think of one that best describes that style or maybe your or your your Wednesday night mood um, what would it be Slum Village get this money <laughs> that's what's up I appreciate that one Master Ace, you you've been on this earth for a while. Listen to a lot of music. What do you have? What do I have? Oh, it's the same question. Yep. <laughs> same question. Oh, I thought it was. I thought that was a producer question. No, this is an everybody <laughs> question. Oh wow. Um, Good luck. He, he's going through. Say, he's going through the rolodex of beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say Rakim Mahogany. Ooh, that's a, that's a great, great. It's so great. disturbing to think about this. It is. That's why we. It is called the Crush a Lot Podcast, so we kind of have to tend to go there from time to time. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for checking it out. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe, 
You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. Every, everywhere they put podcasts, you can find us there. Let everyone else know. Share, retweet, all that good stuff. Don't do it for us, though. Do it for the guests. Do it for Marco Polo and Master Ace. Let them know that they're out there making good music. We want them to win. We want everyone to win here. So if you like what, you, what you're hearing, put it out there. But do us a bigger favor. If you have streaming, if you have Spotify, if you have Apple Music, whatever it is, and you're streaming, go check out the album. The link is in, in the description. Check out the album. Um, give it a or spin. If you, or, if you, or if you stream, don't stream. Go buy the record on iTunes. And that's the next thing we're going to do. Once you, got that, once you got that preview, like this is solid, go out and actually buy the record. We always recommend yeah, everyone to buy it. Yeah, because you may not know that, guys. Even yes. though you can stream it for free, you can still buy it. Because once no, your subscription is over, you don't have that music no more, just in case you weren't paying attention. Go buy the vinyls. Go buy CDs. Go buy tapes. Support the artists. Go to the show. Buy the merch. That's how they get more money uh, given to them, and we really want to make sure that they're here living and doing this for our entertainment, not only for them to live, but we get a lot of it too, so make sure we're supporting. I'm waiting for my gold press vinyl that I ordered from Germany to come in. Takes That's a little dope. while. I got it from shout out to HHV. Uh, for, I, I got like the last one. And I was like, I want the gold one, and I don't want, I, I was fixated on getting it. I paid a little more than I wanted to, but I got it. And it's, it's coming in the mail. I'll put it up on Instagram once I got it. Um, Master Ace, Marco Polo, we appreciate your time as always. And you're always welcome to come on the show. And Kalina, as always, keep killing it on the Thank Twitter. Thank you. Crush a lot podcast. We're out.